It's My Heart Songs podcast number 239. Welcome to Bizarro World. In this time of personal delusion and collective illusions, the theme for this week arose like a flash mob in my brain. After watching a bevy of $7 million 30-second Super Bowl ads, and that is apparently just the cost for the time slot, doesn't include production of the inane messages. That's enough moolah to feed 46 million people a simple, nutritious meal. Let's not go there. Just the world's yearly food waste is estimated to be able to feed 2 billion starving humans. Between constant Trump revelations, the incessant hagiography of the faithful, despite whatever emerges from his mouth when he goes off script, and the endless Israeli-Gaza-Ukraine suffering, madness lurks in both my dream and waking states. The duopoly of our two-party system that shuns significant change and trounces on any attempt at a third party as spoilers remains a cornerstone of our peculiar system. The vast majority of Americans do not want to see a presidential race between two old white guys, Biden and Trump, for a variety of excellent reasons. Yet that is what we are getting. The garden of divisions, animosities, bigotry, and racism continues to grow, fed by the actions and inactions of both sides of the Great Divide. Our news is fed to us through system algorithms designed to get us to just keep watching, not with the intent of thoughtful dialogue and clarity. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit like an extra in a movie I don't want to be participating in. Fewer and fewer trust the CDC, the U.S. medical system is falling apart, and worldwide declining religious participation leaves us with a lot of who-you-gonna-call sentiments, chat AI. As John Stewart sagely notes, quote, undermining the credibility of the institutions that people look to for help defining and making sense of reality is the key to bending reality to your will, close quote. I remember hearing about lunatic fringe sperm back in the 70s and thinking that was an odd scientific concept. Apparently, the term was used in the late 19th century to describe bangs. It first got applied to people as derogatory nomenclature by Teddy Roosevelt, a clever, a clever way to other and marginalize adversarial members of a political or social movement, depicting them as simply eccentric extremists with fanatical views. Modern science complicates the whole shebang, at least in terms of research on mice, chickens, and zebrafish, by declaring, Lunatic fringe belongs to a family of B13N acetyl transferases that modulate the affinity of the notch receptors for their ligands through the elongation of O. fucose moieties on their extracellular domain, especially in the oocyte and granulosa cells of the ovary and the spermatozoa and sertoli soles of the testis. Apparently, radical fringe and manic fringe also exist as important enzymatic proteins. Maybe we need to borrow these terms to describe the polarized continuum of people out there. Radical fringe could be all the ex-hippies now living in big houses and driving EVs, yet simultaneously yearning for a good cause to turn on their protest genes. Manic fringe might comprise those who fervently believe in plandemic theories, shedding of infectious MR, MNRA particles on the one hand, and those who believe in the beneficence of big pharma saviors and big government innocent of any bioweapons programs. 
The two extremes could have quite the shame and blame party. Finally, the lunatic fringe might be composed of, well, the lunatics who don't believe in human-caused climate change and those who do but don't do anything to change their lifestyle or demand policy shifts. Perhaps as a species, all the division we are experiencing is because of an actual epigenetic shift to not trust any of our institutions and instead blindly follow the advice of hive-mind social media influences. If genetic changes are akin to changing the lyrics of a song, epigenetic changes are like fiddling with the volume. I'm not trying to pick low-hanging moral fruit here while standing on higher ground. I'm rather pointing to my own personal dilemma of where do I take a stand? How do I avoid cynicism and go out and do something useful? Of course, I endeavor every day to be of service in some way in the circles of self, family, and community, but the larger cultural wars seem to be beyond my capacity to influence. End-of-days gloom and doom scenarios are abundant as more and more streaming movies depict dystopian futures. Meanwhile, the fastest lava flow ever recorded was recently documented in Iceland, an astonishing speed of three Olympic-sized swimming pools every second. Latest research on the neurophysiology of enchantment suggests that from the auditory cortex to the anterior insula cortex, home of impulses to and from heart, lungs, gut, vagus nerve, and sexual organs, and the hippocampus, different forms of music affect both heart rate and hormones, and different people's brains synchronize when listening to the same music. Despite various forms of global insanity, food, laughter, and music remain universal portals to transcendence. I discovered Kurt Vonnegut in my 30s, inhaling his dark, fatalistic humor. Captured by the Germans during the Battle of the Bulge, he survived the near-total bombing of Dresden by hiding in the meat locker of the slaughterhouse where he was imprisoned. He reminds us, quote, Let others bring order to chaos. I will bring chaos to order. If all writers would do that, then perhaps everyone will understand that there is no order in the world around us, that we must adapt ourselves to the requirements of chaos instead, close quote. He also penned, quote, I urge you to please notice when you are happy and exclaim or murmur or think at some point, if this isn't nice, I don't know what is, close quote. To that, I personally might add, oy vey a word that's a great way to express daily dismay. Hey, it's just another bizarro day. Thanks as always for listening. Sign up at myheartsongs.org.